0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to another one of my podcasts. This is going to be uh, another one about belief systems, about what I believe in. Um, I found some scripture I want to talk about today. Um, it's kind of the verse of the day. I read it, and it made me think, so I thought I'd share this with you guys. It's uh, Psalms 33, verse 4 through 5. It says, and this is the New International Version, NIV. Um, it says, For the word of the Lord is right and true. He is faithful in all he does. The Lord loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of his unfailing love. So let's break this down real quick. All right. For the word of the Lord is right and true. What's the word of the Lord? That's that's really simple. That's that's what he says. When when you're talking to God, okay, and he says something to you, you, ought, you immediately know that it is right and it is true. You may not understand what he's saying. It may not make sense to you, and you may disagree with it. But what he says is right and true. I mean, if he's the maker of all things, I mean, there would be nobody who knows better. You know, how many times have you been wrong in your life? And a lot of times that's just because you didn't understand another connection somewhere else. Or you were living within your own ego, your own world, your own self. And then it says he is faithful in all he does. It's just another quality of God. You know, if you ask me to do something for you and I say yes, there is a chance I won't do it. I might say yes because saying no makes me look bad. It makes me uh, appear like the bad guy, even though saying yes and not doing it is worse, in my opinion. And by the way, there's scripture for that as well. Simply let your yeses be yes, your noes be no. Don't have to to make promises. And what's interesting here is this is actually promises from God, because when he speaks, it's 100%. And so every word he says is a promise. If he says it's going to happen, it's going to happen. There's nothing we can do to stop that. The Lord loves righteousness and justice. So righteousness is the right action, is acting in the right way. Um, for example, if, let's say, somebody robs me and takes my stuff, right? In the middle of robbing me, I can choose to pull my gun out and fight. I can kill them. And in this world, I have a right to do that. It's actually with within my legal area. I can harm someone for breaking into my house and stealing my stuff. But God says to actually give more to the one that steals, not to stop them. Um, and there's, you could argue with that in the world as much as you want, but he just says it's love. And I don't know, in my experience when I've been around people who've stolen or I've stolen, it's it was based out of need. It wasn't based out of greed. Uh, there are people that steal out of greed. Uh, that's not typically who's going to break into your home, though. Those people are the type of people that will run your business in the ground kind of thing. But he loves it when we act correctly. And the correct action is, as he says, um, and justice, for example. But this world's a very unjust place. So that the the things, the justice that you see that needs to happen, right, he wants that to happen with you. Um, and he loves it when you express justice. But express it with mer- mercy, which leads into righteousness. You need to be merciful, because the God is also merciful, right? He's merciful to you, in the sins, the very many sins you commit on a daily basis, the sins that you'll commit for the rest of your life, he forgives. He doesn't hold them against you. You still suffer for them here. You're just forgiven of them. But he wants the righteousness. He wants the justice, okay? He loves those things. And, and, and if you do what the Lord loves, it's a good thing, all right? And then finally, it, it trails off here, the earth is full of his unfailing love. Unfailing love uh, is also unconditional love. He doesn't care about one quality you have that you would say is good or bad. He doesn't, none of it matters to him. It matters in the sense that you were not made for this. You were made to be a perfect being. You're just not a perfect being because you're born and you're born on earth. You're born from ancestors and ultimately an ancestor that sinned and broke away. That's what we get out of Genesis. You have an ancestor that just broke the rules when he shouldn't have, and punishment was this. Uh, quite a interesting punishment, but a punishment nonetheless. And I honestly, I think it's important. Uh, it, on one sense, you could say punishment, but God allowed it to happen. And we know, like... I'm just going to go on on a tangent here, but first I want to explain this. The earth is full of his failing love. This being a psalm, it's kind of an, ex- it's a, it's an observation, okay? When this was written, it was being observed. This is a quality of God, and this is the part of the world. The earth is full of unfailing love. When God loves, it's an action. I've never heard him say, I love you. I've always experienced the love. It's always an experience, and I prefer experiencing love more than hearing it. Hearing it means nothing. I've heard, I love you, from people who would later betray me and hurt me, Okay? That doesn't mean anything. The word is useless. We say it as sweet nothings to our partners, but it's it's. I can tell my wife I love her, but if I don't do one thing for her, if I don't buy her flowers or take her out and be nice to her, I'm not actually loving her, right? And so it just means when you live, when you exist day to day. And the way God expresses love is the good. All good comes from him, okay? Everything good that you experience is because he exists, and he wanted that to happen for you. And Because you can think that that good thing for you didn't happen to another, or if it did, it happened to only a few. It rarely happens to everybody. You know, I might get rain here, and that's good, but somewhere else is experiencing a drought. I might go to the store and buy food, but someone else is hungry, or someone else cannot buy food, okay? It just means that if without doubt, if you just open your eyes and pay attention to the day that you have, whether you're at work, whether someone's screaming at you, whether someone you know is gone or died or you were betrayed, no matter what, there's always something good. There's always something kind, okay? It's his unfailing love. It's, It's always present. It's always there, and it's always going to be there. You can always count on that, and I have. When I have terrible days i get really bad depressions when i wake up in these depressions and i I start my first for for a while and a lot of times i will spend the first one to three hours of my day battling and keeping back panic attacks and i don't know why they're there they're just there but i can also wake up and look out my window and i can think back to a time in my life where we're looking out my window i see lots of white snow i don't see anything beautiful it's cold it's unyielding and i have to go out there i have to get out there and i have to do something and at those times as an adult i was outside i wasn't indoors i was outside i was doing work i didn't enjoy and i didn't look forward to it right but now when i look out i see a palm tree i see grass where i used to see snow and i remember that i would dream of a day where i'd wake up when it would be 40 below zero but i'm somewhere else and that somewhere else is beautiful, like what I have. And I take that for granted. And, and, and I say that because if you're looking around you and you go, I don't see his love, there's nothing good. What are you taking for granted? What aren't you thankful for that you have that you could not have? If you, what more could you lose and be grateful you still have that? What happens to a person when they're not grateful, when they're not thankful, they end up coveting, they end up wanting more. I've, I remember not having a car. And then buying a car or getting something that's cheap. And I'm excited. I'm happy. I want to celebrate. I want to get in that thing and drive. And you give it about two weeks, and I hate everything about it, no matter what. You always want that which you don't have. You always want more. I can remember times in my life where I didn't have a home, and I didn't know where to go. As an adult, okay? Okay. And I take for granted that I have that home. I'm not thankful for it. I can remember times where I was alone or I was with someone that didn't treat me well, that didn't really love me. And I can remember how painful and bad those experiences were and how I don't have that anymore. I have something better. I'm thankful for these. And it turns out when you're thankful for stuff, what ends up happening is you get more. You can apply this to the world if you want. If I buy you a Christmas present, and you pick this thing up and you go, Austin, you suck. This thing's terrible. I wanted version 500. I wanted the better thing. I didn't want this. This is garbage. Do you think I'm going to buy you any more presents? Think about that for a minute. Do you think I'm going to buy you anything? Do you think I'm going to have anything to do with giving you a gift? If that's how it's going to be when I give you one. Until you learn to appreciate what I've given you, I will not give more. And we can see that reflected here. I don't know for sure if that's how God is, because he's also given to me when I wasn't appreciative. He gave to me when I didn't care about him, when I didn't know he existed. I wanted nothing to do with the guy. I was an atheist, and he still was giving. And that's where it is. It's unfailing love. And he's faithful in all that he does. He created me. He loves me. He says that I am someone that's important to him, even if he could be dog poop to me. Okay? that's how god is. So I I wouldn't necessarily say that's true, but I just at the very least when I'm thankful and I pay attention to the things that are good in my life, even if I if I take them for granted, if I pay attention to them, I always have something happy to hold on to. And man, during those really dark days, that's what I get that's how I get through it. That's how I can get through a bad day without having to have a drink, without having to pour myself out into video games and television, ignore my responsibilities and ignore my family. I just need to be thankful for what there is, for what I do have. I mean, it's not—it's not wrong. Am I? From what I can tell, it isn't wrong to have a desire for that which you don't have. But coveting is like—it's like trying to possess that which you don't have. And if you don't have it, trying to possess it is not any good. We all have desires for more. We're human. We want that. I, I'm always going to want another slice of pizza. I'm going to want another vacation. I'm going to want another couple of bucks, right? Or a ba- no matter what it is, okay. There's always going to be something but just remember if if you stay thankful you'll stay humble. And 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 that's that's important. That's a really big deal guys. I want to share something personal with you guys and I'll get off. Um last year my dog died. Okay. I didn't really like dogs before Buster died. Um didn't care for him. I thought dogs were annoying, they were irritating and I thought that about him. And I said terrible things. I felt terrible things about him. I was always I was I can remember looking forward to him not being in my life anymore because it was for me at that time. I felt it was a burden to have a pet, and mind you, this ends painfully for me. So if you're mad at me, just keep listening. I end up in a lot of pain as a result of this, Um, because I found out I was wrong. Uh, I remember I was sitting here, and uh, my wife comes in and says, "Honey, there's something wrong with with Buster." And I look at him, and he suddenly got these red open wounds on the he's got one on the side of his neck he's got one on his head like on his we got one on his head he's got one on his paw and there's more forming and they're just actively bleeding we have a friend come by she's a vet tech and she looks and she goes he's got cancer and uh he's old you're not gonna do anything about this except put him down you can't you can't you can you can postpone him you can postpone this moment but you're not gonna save him but you're not gonna give him much time and he's gonna be miserable so it's up to you and we decided to put him down and man, I've never hurt so much in my life. In that moment, I hadn't realized how much I actually did care for him, how much I loved him, how much I meant to him. And it, it occurred to me, there were times when I got him where I remember I uh, picked him up from the dog park and I sat outside with him and I was I was in a really bad state. I was really depressed and he just kept loving on me and he really helped me through things, you know. And I suddenly started, started to realize all the times all he wanted to do was just love on me. I didn't like him getting on my lap because he, he was a German Shepherd. He's not a small dog. I don't like it. I don't like being licked in the face, but he just wanted to love on me. You know, he, he, was, he was addicted to being near me at all times. He was crazy obsessed with me, and he was always like that. Even if I wasn't nice to him, even if I wasn't good to him, even if I was mean to this dog, okay, he was always good to me. And, man, hurt. And I carried it all the way through. We, we, we got it scheduled. I went in there. I went with him. And I held them the whole time. When he laid down and they began the process, I held him. I, I wrapped my arms around him and I held him. And I experienced him die. And it's still to this day the most painful thing I've experienced. And it really sucks. Okay. It's very important to t- don't take for granted the things that you have, the people in your life, because in one moment, they're not there. It's not there anymore. He's now in a box of ashes on my table. That's, that's all that's left with his collar uh, hanging off of it. That's all it is. That's all that's left. I wasted all that time. I, I treated it. It wasn't always great to him, and he was always great to me. To this day, I hold that animals are way better than we are, hands down. Animals deserve better than this. They deserve, I do believe our sin has caused death, and it's caused them to die too, and it's horrible that they have to die for what we do wrong, you know? So, and that was part of his unfailing love as I had noticed it, but God had given me someone that I really needed. And to this day, I really miss that. I really miss having a, I really miss having a friend, you know, like that. Because no human is quite like a dog is. Man's best friend for a reason, you know. You can't stick a human in a cage for eight hours and expect him to be happy when you come home. Okay, you can do that to a dog. You can't do that to a person. But even though I wasn't nice to him, even though there were, you know, I have a lot of regrets with that. There's some things that had happened afterwards that had changed me. One of them is I have this incredible love for animals. I have now two cats. Um, my one cat that I didn't want the cat. Uh, we watched him for a friend, and then the cat made this his home. And there's one thing I've always done right by my pets is I believe that, that pet, like, bu- this was Buster's home, and I was his family. And we've had moments where I didn't have a home, and I've paid thousands of dollars to keep him. And I didn't have that money. I mean, it it took literally everything I had to make that happen. I had to pull some strings, I had to pull my weight in weird places to ensure that he did not lose his home or his family. That was a very big deal. So, my cats, I will have until they die. I think it's wrong to take an animal and then get rid of their home like that. If I don't have a home, he doesn't have a home, but his home's with me and he's okay with that. And I love these cats. And my cat's annoying. He's just as obsessed with me as as, as Buster was, and he loves and Thankfully he's smaller when he gets on my lap and he's so happy, but I go out of my way to make sure that, that, that the cat has a, the cat's comfortable and he's happy. It also showed me that there are co- good qualities about me. I was good to this dog in a way that he wasn't before. When we picked him up, he was terrified of car rides. There were so many things he was afraid of that he couldn't do. And I got to tell you, when he died, he died with a smile on his face. He really did. He was happy even though he was in pain. We brought his only friend, other dog friend, um, which he helped rehabilitate. That other dog as a puppy got attacked and was afraid of other dogs, and our dog helped rehabilitate him. We'd bring the puppy around because Buster was really good to other dogs. He was never aggressive. He, he was defensive, but you'd have to be aggressive to him or you'd have to do that thing dogs do when they dominate each other. You'd have to do one of those two things, and you couldn't you couldn't dominate Buster. He was, he was just what he was, and he was a little fluff ball, and he was really happy. And um, so he didn't die alone. He died with everyone around him. And he was happy. He had more toys. I mean, I'm still picking up toys. And we've gotten rid of them. But I'll go outside where his toys were. I would take them and I'd throw them around. I, I spent time with them. You know, I was good with them. And, and and it showed me that I can be good. I don't have to be this way. I don't have to be that bad guy that I hate, that that, that evil in me that I saw, you know. And this threw me off. This happened last year. And it happened happened three days before my birthday. It was uh, uh, June 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 30th or June 29th is when he died yeah so be thankful and know that his love is there no matter what and he was God was there to comfort me afterwards which was great because I really needed it it it, it took it's taken a while to climb out of that Um, it still hurts and it should hurt it should hurt the rest of my life because that was wrong for what I did and I have to suffer for that and I do as I suffer for anything that I've done in the past people that I've hurt that I didn't mean to hurt I couldn't I, I hurt or couldn't help myself you know I, I still hurt for every bad thing I've done because I recognize that it was bad, that it wasn't right. And there's nothing I can do but bear that weight and that burden. And we all have those. If you don't think you have something, then you're a problem. You're the reason evil happens to other people because it's only by the aware, by our awareness of that of that aspect of ourselves, which is what the law reveals. Can we truly be free of it? Otherwise, you end up giving into it without understanding. You end up doing wrong by others when you don't mean to. At, I firmly believe that most people wake up intending to do good by others, even if their actions are bad. I'm going to go kill these people, but I'm doing it for a good reason. No, you're still killing somebody. Like somebody is not going to wake up tomorrow and call their grandparents. Somebody is not going to have see the sunshine because you have a good reason. What's justifying your actions here? You know what I mean? What, what do you have that justifies? But I wanted to share that, um, that personal thing. And, and hoping to encourage you guys to be thankful and to, 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 to read this scripture and really pay attention to it and take in what this means. Because this is this is straight up just an aspect of God It's teaching you who he is. And it's a very important thing. And if you pay attention and you really think on it or you move forward expecting this, you'll find it to always be true. Because again, the Lord is right and true. The word of the Lord is right and true. Um, Because the word was with God. The word is God. It says in the New Testament. So the word of the Lord is also the Lord. And so he, he always is just who he is. But anyways, with that, I'm gonna let you guys go. I don't know when I'm releasing this. I, I pre-record these and I save them and l- release them. I'm, I've decided I'm going to do once a week and I want to do Saturday mornings. Uh, I tried every day in the past, but it ends up difficult. I'd rather record as many as I like, but release them as I can. That way, if I want to take some time off from recording, I can and I'll have a few things because the I have a problem with consistency on this. But that's doing it every day and I find out podcasters don't do things every day. so. Anyways, if you're listening to this on headphones and it sounds bad, I'm sorry. Please leave me a comment if that's the case for you. I have it uh, doing a mono recording in order to keep the uh, file size smaller, but that might be changing it. It looks like only the left ear is going to be recording, so I do apologize. Try listening to it on a speaker. Uh, That might work better. Um, But if it's a problem and it's it's causing you to not enjoy this, please let me know. And I'll switch back to stereo. I just have to keep these within 15 minutes. The platform I use has a limit on how large of a file I can upload. So I love you guys. God bless you. And I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.